Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome in. Michael and Travis with you from the campus of Washington University for the Global STL Health Innovation Summit. But that's not all we're going to talk about on this edition of the show. No, we're going to talk about ideas that will change the world and change the way people live uh, and talk to some of the folks that are doing things all around the world that have come to St. Louis. And we'll talk about those ideas that might just be bouncing around in your head. An idea bounce event, which is really cool for folks who have these ideas and they hear about the excitement that others are experiencing with starting their own companies, but they're thinking, how do how do I do this? How do I get started? Idea Bounce is a great place to start. Yeah, but one of the Scandalera Center uh, programs will also look at what it means for the broader community to have a place to just be vulnerable and share their idea with other people. And then we'll get into the Health Innovation Summit here. We'll talk with uh, one of the organizers about how St. Louis is spreading the message about uh, how this is a great gateway for international companies to make it into the American market. And we'll talk with one of those from Israel, too. Yeah, one of the Israeli companies that participated last year, back this year to talk about the successes as a result of that participation. And we'll learn about their growth and how they really see the Midwest and St. Louis specifically as being the gateway into the United States for health tech. And of course, what are the new health innovations that are on display here? What does the future of healthcare look like? We'll learn about that too. And St. Louisans have been in San Antonio all week for the GeoInt conference, and we've heard about how geospatial is one of the, the future industries of St. Louis. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's really interesting and, and exciting to think about uh, all these con- things converging in St. Louis or with St. Louis, whether it be geospatial, health, or just the very nascent early stage ideas. It really, from the, from the beginning to the end, we are putting all the pieces in place. And in San Antonio, there was a watch party for the Blues as well. The mayor was there. How crazy is that to uh, come to San Antonio and have uh, uh, an establishment that had, they must have had 75 TVs in there. Uh, and so a whole St. Louis delegation was there and a lot of folks who live in San Antonio, but they're blues fans. So uh, you had a chance to talk to the, some of the folks down there in San Antonio. Let's, uh, let's take a listen. My name is Jim Alexander. I'm the senior vice president of the St. Louis Economic Development Alliance. Describe what this this conference is, why St. Louisans should be familiar with it in the next few years, and uh, and how big of, a I guess, an appearance St. Louis is making at this year's. Well, St. Louis, if I can start there, Michael, St. Louis is making a very big splash at this year's GeoInt 2019 conference. Uh, The reason this conference is important is the geospatial intelligence industry is growing tremendously, and at the very heart of it is the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. The other reason why it's growing so quickly and why St. Louisans need to be uh, paying attention to what's happening here is because there's wonderful opportunity. 
the geospatial intelligence industry in the past, I think, was very much focused on our national defense and our national intelligence, which are all very important part of their missions today. But going forward, geospatial intelligence is being utilized in just about any industry that you can name, energy, financial services, agriculture, health services. It's just uh, growing on so many different levels that we have an opportunity uh, in St. Louis to grow along with the brand-new West Campus of, of NGA and with the uh, folks in and around St. Louis that Cortex and T-Rex, and grow this industry, again, not only in the traditional sectors of geospatial intelligence, but across many sectors, many of those sectors in which St. Louis is already strong, like financial services, like healthcare, like energy. So this is just a perfect combination of elements that can make St. Louis top tier in, in this industry. And another reason why St. Louis and should be interested is this conference is coming to Cleveland, uh, pardon me, this, con- this conference is coming to St. Louis in 2023 and 2025. And so what we're doing at the GOIN conference this year in San Antonio, we're really setting the stage for a long-term relationship building and awareness building uh, activity, not only with the NGA and, and all of their affiliates, but with this industry as a whole and what the industry is going to become. Why is it that uh, St. Louis seems to be really advertising itself and getting out there at this conference? And is this a sign of, of maybe uh, St. Louis being more active in the future, especially with the Alliance now in existence? Well, certainly the, the reason why the Alliance was created by the Regional Chamber, by the Regional Business Council and Civic Progress was to do exactly this type of initiative. Uh, we were created to promote the entire St. Louis region, to promote the strengths of the region, to promote the talent in our region, to, to promote uh, the, the momentum that's continuing to build uh, in our region. And uh, Alliance STL was the natural choice when we began the, uh, the uh, hard and fast planning for this event back in March. Um, we are the... Again, we were, we were created for this particular, uh, for this very reason that we could be the regional presence working with all of our partners. My gosh, St. Louis Development Corporation, uh, T-Rex, uh, Arch to Park, St. Louis University, uh, all the different, uh, companies that are already in St. Louis in this space, uh, like Lidos, for example, working together uh, and it's really a, a team effort when you look all the way across uh, the spectrum of the companies that are here that uh, we, we, want, we, we want to make sure that the people, the 4,000 people attending this conference know what St. Louis has to offer. And in fact, in the, in the keynote address, first thing this morning, uh, Vice Admiral Sharp, who's the director of the NGA, as you know, uh, during his remarks, just gave incredible... Uh, shout out to St. Louis and, you know, their new West Campus and the partnerships that we're creating together and the way the St. Louis community is partnering with the NGA to really leverage this opportunity because it's unprecedented that the NGA is 
going to have unclassified space within their new building. At least 20% of their space is going to be unclassified, which means entrepreneurs, businesses, commercial interests, students will be able to come into the NGA campus and interact with folks. Uh, That's another reason why this is an incredible opportunity for St. Louis is NGA, which is clearly the global leader in geospatial intelligence. We're going to have opportunities in St. Louis that aren't going to exist anywhere else in in the world. So that's what makes this very, very exciting. And oh, by the way, at the end of of the director's remarks, he said, let's go blues. So that was even better. It's Tara Mott, Esri, NGA account manager. I'm also a co-chair of the U.S. GIF, St. Louis Area Working Group. As somebody who's at Esri, who's doing these real-world applications, how do you describe this to people, what geospatial, what mapping technology is, and how it impacts our lives? Okay, well, I mean, honestly, everything has a location, right? So you aren't just using your location intelligence, is what we like to say, um, to get from point A to point B. But you could be using it more as a geographic information system, which is what Esri does and what Esri's done for the past 50 years. And basically, you're looking at each of these different types of groupings of layers where this could be location intelligence for flooding, right, where you're overlaying the rivers versus the floodwater extents versus the transportation lines. It might help you be able to figure out how to get from or to be able to see where you could direct emergency relief efforts and things like that. But basically, it's you know, really putting data into a GIS or geographic information system. All right, so stick around. We'll be back to talk about Idea Bounce right after this. Welcome back to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan. We're at Washington University in St. Louis. And we're going to talk about Idea Bounce, which is a chance for local entrepreneurs to pitch their ideas, pitch their, their dreams. And uh, Dr. Natasha Conley is here to tell us what it's all about, how it's going to work. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so it's going to be a really fun and energetic time. I tell you, we're, we've got 20 26 bouncers that will be joining us. And we're calling them bouncers because they're idea bouncers, but actually they're pitching uh, their ideas. So what will happen is they will have two minutes to stand up, give us some ideas about what their business is about. They'll also, we'll talk about, hey, we're going to look at what kind of passion do they have behind, behind this presentation. And then also you know, what do you need from us? What do you need? We're going to have a great networking event afterwards. So they just got to come with their A-game. And I think that they can all do it. What, what can really be conveyed in two minutes besides passion? I'm sure passion can come across, but what else can they do in a two-minute well, period? You know, you can talk to whoever. You've you got to think about this as an elevator pitch. This is really what it is. So a lot of times that's how things work. You can at least make that connection, and that's what's really important is to be able to make a connection with someone so that they can understand your idea, either understand your business, and, and want to be involved in your business. And how did the folks who are going to be taking part in this Idea Bounce, who are they? How did they find out about this? What kind of pitches are they going to be making? Is there any kind of a theme? Or how did they get involved? Well, actually, we did a lot of marketing and a lot of recruiting. So in, with that in mind, we, uh, we posted up flyers. Um, we talked to several people. We, did so, we used the social media. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of avenues for bringing uh, people on board. And there's just going to be a variety. It's 26 folks that are going to be standing up there. So anything from, oh, um, their restaurants uh, to just different types of ideas, you know. So it's going to be a wide variety of folks that are going to be out there pitching. 
And are these uh, just Washington University students, or is this open to the broad community? This is actually a community-based okay. uh, idea bounce. So a number of the idea bounces that we have are on-campus bounces, mm -hmm. but this particular one is geared towards the community. So it'll be held at Innovation Hall uh, this afternoon, um, 5.30 to 7, and we're just looking forward to having a good time. So for folks who are trying to visualize this, I guess, who might not be familiar with, you know, the, the way the entrepreneurial system works, um, is this like Shark Tank? Is that the best way to yeah. describe it? Is there something harsh that comes or is it a, is it a very friendly Absolute. bounce? <laughs> this is a friendly bounce. Okay. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Because we're looking at concepts. Mm -hmm. um, some people might uh, pitch their business. Some people might just simply have a concept. So it's the idea of networking and sharing your ideas at this point. So it won't have any teeth to it. Are there prizes? Yeah, there's one $200 prize uh, that will take place, and, and that person will be awarded that prize, but really the value is in the networking. You know, as any entrepreneur will know, your network is, is, what's, is, is everything. So to be able to have the opportunity to communicate with other business leaders, with other uh, community members, investors could potentially be there. I do know a number of um, investors that will be there. So that's, that's, that's the value, really. It's not the $200. And Dr. Conley, how did you get involved in all this? Well, actually, I'm an entrepreneur by trade. So uh, besides having the PhD in um, minority, and entrepreneur, minority entrepreneurship, I also own a business. My business has uh, been on board for, since 2001. Uh, we provide a variety of different services, uh, project management, call center help desk, um, IT staffing. So we've been around, again, since 2001. And at this point, I kind of thought to myself, I said, at 46, I'll go back and get my PhD and see how I can help others. Because it is a struggle as a minority or woman-owned um, business. There are a lot of struggles that take place. So if uh, looking back in 2001 when you started your business and looking at the resources that are available now, things like Idea Bounce or Innovation Hall down in Cortex, how would that have changed what you did with your business or helped, helped your business launch? I think that it would have definitely helped. Um, there are a lot of rock, rock, um, rocky roads um, you know, in the beginning. And I think to be able to have resources out here now that you know about is what is very beneficial and will help a lot of other minorities and women-owned businesses be successful. Talk about the community in St. Louis and, and I guess how easy is it to access these resources, especially for folks in those communities. And uh, the way that the St. Louis community, especially this week, I've heard whether it's the Health Innovation Summit happening here or the Geospatial Conference, so many St. Louisans are in Texas, that uh, the cooperation in St. Louis and Scandalaris Center at WashU is right in the middle of that. Uh, talk about this ecosystem and, and how easy is it to access and, and what can we do to make it more accessible? Well, well, I'll say that a lot of the literature shows that really minorities and women don't know a whole lot about the ecosystem. So I think that's what's very important is now to be able to come out into the community to have some of these idea bounces so that others will know, hey, these things are happening in, the city, in our city, you know, and to be able to take advantage of that. Because, again, a lot of times... People don't know, and, and that's the thing that's most important is to be able to have this information out there so that people can uh, participate, they'll have resources, and then they'll, I, I feel this, this will be a snowball effect. I really do. We're going to have another idea bounce. Uh, the first one, again, is tonight. Mm -hmm. um, then we'll have another idea bounce on uh, June 30th at, um, um, on page. I'm, I'm drawing a blank at the name of the... Mm -hmm. uh, um, the location right now, but we'll have another idea bounce on July 30th, and it's posted on the Scandalaires uh, website. 
You know, when I, th- when I think about, uh, especially the minority community, and I look at the, the black kids that live in my neighborhood in North St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, we see a lot of pathways that exist on the retail side to go from consumer to producer, right? So either in food or fashion or, or music, uh, kids know the pathway. You know, my, my grandmama makes a good, you know, uh, sweet potato pie. I can consume it. Maybe I can move into and start selling it. Right. But if we look at technology, I think that gap still exists. While the young men and women are still consuming technology, playing games, spending time on computers, digesting YouTube, uh, they haven't really, we haven't really created those pathways to move from consumer to producer. Uh, is, are things like idea bounce, are they good opportunities just for to be inspired? So people can come and, you mentioned the network, build a new network and, and learn from people that have done similar things? I think so. I think, again, that idea bounce and the, the idea that it's in the community now, so it's accessible. And I think that's, that's what triggers other ideas. When you're sitting in an audience looking up at people talking about different ideas, I think you know, then you kind of have some reflection and you might go back and say, hey, you know, I can do that or I can do something else. So yeah, it's definitely a benefit. And what happens after the idea bounce? What's the, are there, obviously you've mentioned the hope is that there'll be connections that are made and, uh, you know, advice that's given, but could, or maybe in the past with idea bounces, have there been connections between startups and investors or mentor, mentee, or anything like that that's resulted? Yeah, um, I'm hoping that what will happen is that by understanding this idea bounce and some of the information that, you know, even community members uh, might potentially reach out and be connected. You know, right now I know that the Scandalera Center does a lot of work with WashU students, but, you know, I'm envisioning that uh, one of the things that we're doing with the planning grant is to kind of consolidate uh, this ecosystem map. There are a ton of ecosystem maps out there, but one of the um, one of the tasks that we're um, looking at and, and working with is to be able to consolidate those and then also highlight some of these ESOs, entrepreneurial support organizations, that might um, have some emphasis to diversity and inclusion. So by doing that, we're hoping that that might be um, a way that we can have this roadmap so that folks can really understand how we navigate through this ecosystem. And I think that's very important for minorities and women. Who is putting on this idea, Bounce? I understand uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is involved, obviously the Scandalera Center. Uh, Dr. Conley, kind of tell us a little bit about who's involved in putting this on. Well, the idea bounce is part of the J.P. Morgan Chase planning grant. WashU um, won the grant, um, and it was awarded to um, the Scandalera Center uh, January 1st. And again, some of the ideas that we had um, with putting this proposal together was to incorporate um, the idea bounce um, in with J.P. Morgan Chase's Ascend 2020 initiative. So Ascend 2020, can you tell us a little bit more about that? What is that exactly? Yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase has what they call an Ascend 2020 initiative, and it is really a, literally a program that supports minorities and women entrepreneurs. So what they're doing is they have developed um, Ascend cities mm-hmm. um, in which they will go in and they will uh, put a group together. They'll put a group together of um, educators, um, of community development uh, organizers, and they create this ecosystem. And within this ecosystem, then they uh, decide to, uh, we'll put together a group of uh, minority entrepreneurs or women entrepreneurs, and their goal is to really grow businesses. Mm -hmm. So the initiative is basically really simple, but a lot of work behind it, but it's growing minorities and uh, women-owned businesses. 
Dr. Conley, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I like the idea of Idea Bounce because it always starts with an idea, yes. right? It always starts with an idea. And yes. the ability to b literally bounce that idea off of a bunch of people to find out where it might go uh, and then get connected on that map. So thanks so much. And I hope people check out Idea Bounce, not just uh, this week at Scandalera Center or with the, through the Scandalera Center, but visit the Scandalera Center's website on WashU uh, and learn all about all these resources that are available. And we'll be right back with more Nothing Impossible. Welcome back to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back, coming to you from the BioSTL Health Innovation Summit 2019. Michael. And Travis. And Vijay Chowan from BioSTL. Thank you so much for, I know you're really busy, so thanks for stepping away and talking with us. My pleasure. My pleasure, guys. Michael and Travis, good to be speaking with you. Yeah, and so uh, I know BioSTL exists, and you're really leading up their global STL initiative. And what's happening today on the WashU campus? Right. So first of all, what Global STL is relative to BioSTL. BioSTL has been focusing on creating startups in St. Louis, as you all know. Yeah. Five years ago, we said to add to grow our own, let's make a case for recruiting companies from around the world to St. Louis. These are companies that ordinarily would go to Boston and Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. and they don't even have us on their radar screen. We don't even exist. And we said, let's make a case for those folks. And the question for us is, what are we going to tell them that makes them say, we got to go to St. Louis. And the answer to that question is the massive buying power of our region. That's the magnet. Because these companies are more advanced than our own startups. They have product and revenues in the home market. They've decided to enter the US market. They've got the funding for it. Their question is where. So we are bringing them the thing that they need the most, which is customers. And so in healthcare, which is what the summit is about, if you look at what's in St. Louis, all the healthcare organizations, these are very large national organizations and local organizations all headquartered in St. Louis. When you put them all together, the buying power of St. Louis is greater than what you see in Boston, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Chicago, Nashville. These are all the places really? that people think they should be going to. To give you the numbers, Boston is only a fourth of St. Louis when it comes to buying power. And guess what? We in St. Louis don't even know this. So we've done the analysis, and then we've told our players here in St. Louis, you guys have been sitting in their own silos, not talking to each other. Let's come together and become a magnet when we work as a community. So two things are really special about St. Louis. Massive buying power, which we didn't know about. But the second thing is actually coming together as a community. And that's what Global STL, the summit today is all about. Coming together as a community here to bring companies from around the world. St. Louis cooperation, that story again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty consistent. And I, and I would imagine, Vijay, that these, these startups that are visiting, or we should call them scale-ups, right? They're not really at the early stage, right? These scale-ups that are visiting, they're not just having like basic conversations with the heads of these companies. They're looking at, these are transactional type conversations, right? Exactly, yeah. and the reason why Travis is so on point is how does a company get selected to come to St. Louis? is a very direct point to your what you observed. We basically started with 750 companies this year mm -hmm. from nine countries. And we picked 28 based on the innovation priorities of our community. Everybody here sitting around the table saying, this is what we're looking for this year. We then filtered that to 28. We put the 28 companies in front of these guys, our local partners, and had all of them rank and score and determine as a community the highest to the lowest value. So those companies that got the highest value scores mm -hmm. were 16. So 750 to 16. So that's an incredible curation process. 
And so when these mm -hmm. folks are coming here, it's not because we've just told them a good story. Right. Here, people have decided that's a company I want to meet. In fact, it is so curated that four weeks before today, the summit, mm -hmm. the international companies receive their one-on-one -on -one meetings schedule and our St. Louis partners receive their one-on-one -on -one meeting schedule. And today, they're going to get 145 meetings delivered in the next hour and a half. 145 meetings. And it's these meetings that people have planning for a whole month. And the reason why the month is so important is if I want a really important head of radiology to show up here, can't get him by giving right. a one-day notice. Yeah. So four weeks ago, the guys here in St. Louis knew that they were going to have a meeting at 1.47 <laughs> in the Washington University Hillman Hall. They've already studied the company. They're ready to come and meet and engage. That kind of curation and readiness to interact and engage, unprecedented in the United States. And that's why, Travis, to your point, these are not just conversations and let's see yeah. what happens. These guys are ready to do business. Deals are about to be done here. So these pitch competitions, these meetings are not with somebody who's got to then run it up the flagpole. Let me check. I like the idea, but somebody, yeah, I got to check with my boss. They're in a situation where they're, these are the bosses. These are the folks who are making the direct decisions. Yes. In fact, these are the folks who found you first when we put them in front and said, this is the company I want to meet. And now they're here spending the time with you. You don't get that in Boston. Exactly. And so we call, you know, playing inside baseball in St. Louis. When you come here, you are part of the inside community. These people know you, they care about you, and they are investing in helping you succeed. Why? Because you are going to help them succeed. So that existential partnership between the two is what differentiates it. In Boston, you just take a number, they forget about you as soon as you leave, and it's crickets after that. Nobody's calling you back. Here, it's about people wanting to do business together. Well, BJ, make sure you remind me after this conversation. I was in Warsaw last week, met a, a wonderful young uh, female scientist who has a therapeutic, uh, is really running into roadblocks in the EU. And I said, you know where you should go? You should come out to St. Louis, uh, either you know through the Global STL channel or the Bio STL channel. Now, this isn't the first time you've run one of these summits, right? What are some of the results from previous summits? Yeah, so, so far, we've gone through three years, and we've had uh, 28 companies prior to this add on another 17 companies. Companies. So we are up to about 42 companies right now. And first year, four out of the 14 got business partnerships. Second year, 12 out of the 14. Wow. So the numbers are increasing. And the first company in AI and machine learning in healthcare that came to the US after spending time everywhere else, their first customer was in St. Louis, a company called Medial Early Sign with St. Louis University. A synthetic data company, again, the best in the, in the country, First customer, Washington University School of Medicine, beat Harvard, beat Stanford, beat every other medical school that was looking at them. So we are winning these deals against all this healthy competition because we are wanting to partner with them. And when, when these early stage and these scale-up companies get these contracts, are they relocating here? Are they creating a team here? Are they creating a, a U.S. entity, a Missouri entity? Yeah, so each of these companies realizes very quickly that if you're going to take care of your customers here, you've got to have local presence. And that's what they're doing. And guess what our number one issue is? Mm -hmm. They want to hire St. Louis talent. Mm -hmm. So what we've done now, learning from it, is so what would happen before they come back and say, okay, VJ, we had this great meeting with BJC. We need to hire a person with this kind of skill. And now I'm running around looking for that talent. Yeah. So now we're actually building a talent platform. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we have some of the talent here. We actually send them the companies a month before and said, these are the companies coming, anyone that you like to work with. And now we're putting the two together. So when they come to the summit, the talent is meeting the company. And when the business arrives, the talent is also ready now. 
But that's what's going to create the presence that we are looking for here in St. Louis. And as you create this perception among folks, or you get St. Louis more top of mind, even if one of these startups, one of these companies doesn't work out, that person is still somebody who's got the knowledge, who's got the talent. I mean, this is what we've heard with Arch Grants is even if these companies we bring here go out of business, we've still brought some of the best and brightest here who will start another company. Yeah, or they became an ambassador for the region. Have you noticed that? Or is, are you noticing that the perception of St. Louis from outsiders is changing a bit? Yeah, in a big, big way. So what's happening now, if you look at the most competitive startup country in the world, mm -hmm. it's Israel. Mm -hmm. It's called Startup Nation, and the guys from Israel just sit there and say, who's going who's gonna to do something good for me? Yeah. They've got that kind of an attitude because the whole world is coming to them. Mm -hmm. We now have companies from Israel reaching out to us and saying, we hear this global STL platform is the best business development platform in healthcare. What is it going to take for us to get there? So now we have folks coming to us and wanting to know how they can get on. And how is that coming? It's coming from the word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So the companies that have gone through have shared the experience and they are the ambassadors. So we actually don't tell our story, they tell our story, sure. which is the best way to tell a story. And so there are 16 companies here from, uh, w from how many different countries? Five countries, okay. yep. And, uh, and what kind of, who are they meeting with? You mentioned this, this group of our local leaders, but are, are these the BJCs and the Centines of the world? Like who are the people? So the answer is everybody in St. Louis. Everybody. 100%, right? So we've got the Express Scripts, we've got the Centines, we've got the BJCs, Mercy, SSM, Slucare, mm -hmm. Washington University School of Medicine. Anybody else I'm missing, yeah. they're coming. They're all here. And, and what has actually been really good is all our healthcare organizations in St. Louis, mm -hmm. we told them, guys, we can't come together just once a year. We have to come together more often because we need to work on this problem as a community. So we bring them together five times a year now, all these folks. And they are working as a community, even as competitors, how to work on converting innovation to value, mm -hmm. which is the biggest challenge in healthcare. Innovation comes to the doorstep of healthcare and just doesn't make it through. And we are saying, guys, we got to solve for that here in St. Louis. So that's what we're doing. What are some of the examples of the innovation that's on display? Or what are these St. Louis partners, what are they really interested in? What kind of technology are they saying, get these folks to St. Louis, we've got to see this? Yeah, so as you know, uh, with folks who are older, sick, they're homebound, loneliness is a major, major problem. Depression then kicks in and their health goes downhill. So innovation that can get these folks who are lonely and engaged are going to be transformative. So we have a company from Israel that has solved for this problem in Israel, mm -hmm. and it's the most coolest way in which they've done it. And that company is here as an example. Another one is uh, uh, pregnancy issues, preg pregnancy complications. So in our most challenged communities, where care is difficult to provide, you have a very high degree of uh, uh, preterm uh, births and major mortality issues and so on, both with the mom and the baby. This is a major problem. We have a company from Israel that has basically developed a sensor that keeps track of your pregnancy every day of your pregnancy from beginning to end and provides all the information back to your care team. Now you're bringing basically the clinical support to the home. Mm -hmm. So the big idea is instead of having patients come to the hospital, how do we bring the hospital to the home? Mm -hmm where it's the cheapest, where it's the most effective, and people don't have to come and drive and so on. 
I would have never, th I would have never thought that uh, you know solutions for loneliness and companionship would be healthcare solutions. Tinder is now a healthcare app. It's covered under your insurance policy, Michael. So there you go. We might have to fact check that. <laughs> we have to fact. Yeah, probably so. Well, VJ, thank you so much for throwing this for St. Louis and for joining us here on the show to explain it. Great, nice meeting you, Mike and Travis. This is a great job that you guys are doing, getting the word out and putting a spotlight on all the good things that are going on in St. Louis. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. The headline of what we're doing is trying to change St. Louis from being flyover country to fly to country. That's what we're doing. And with these 16 companies, the best in digital health coming to St. Louis, they are flying to St. Louis and are saying, what is it going to take to be in St. Louis. Imagine that. Well, I, I want to, I before we break then, I want to give you a piece of feedback. Uh, I was in New York for a conference and there was an economic development professional up there and he was very sad and he said, I can't believe New York is flyover country in healthcare and biotech. <laughs> so New York is flyover country, St. Louis is fly to country. There you go, Mike. <laughs> Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you, Mike. You guys are great. Thank you, VJ. And we'll be right back with more Nothing Impossible from the Global STL Health Innovation Summit. Welcome back to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back, Michael. And Travis, and we're with Nothing Impossible. And we're here talking with one of these startups that's here at the STL, Global STL Health Innovation Summit. Who are you guys and where are you from? I'm uh, Aviatar uh, from Ed Orion, one of the founders and the CTO, and we have uh, Maya with me. Hi, I'm Maya. I'm doing the marketing and business development in Med Orion. So what is your company? What do you do? Uh, Med Orion is an AI-driven marketing platform that is designed specifically for healthcare organizations to foster um, emotionally intelligent persuasion strategies. Um, we are taking responsibility in all the marketing efforts, especially acquisition, retention, and quality measures. Uh, we take lots of inspiration from modern, from modern marketing tools such as uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, Salesforce, Einstein, but we uh, tailored a solution just for the healthcare world based on clinical data. And I mean, I would imagine there's, there's always ethical issues in marketing. It used to be in marketing, so like there's promises and whatnot. How do you manage the, the ethical concerns and the, uh, with, with the marketing message when it comes to healthcare? That seems like a very complicated place to do marketing. It is, it is. And this is why our main vision is not um, to sell something that the uh, patients don't need. The thing is that we want them to be aware of the things and the uh, healthcare services that they actually need and they're suitable for. And it's not starts and end with, with, with acquisition. Actually, uh, most of our work is with uh, quality measures, hmm. promoting people to do colorectal cancer screening, breast cancer screening, vaccinations, uh, uh, doctor visitations. This is the majority of our campaign, so it's not only selling stuff, but actually taking care of people being healthy. What you're saying is, we'll take all the data that's out there and remind you when you need to go to the doctor for a checkup, or we'll show you an ad for something that's applicable to your situation? Exactly. Not only that, mostly to your uh, behavioral profile. So if you're someone that really engaged with your, uh, with your uh, healthcare services, we don't want to uh, nudge you and give you text messages if you don't need it. You're already engaged. Mm. But if you're someone that needs a little bit more push, then we might approach you in a certain matter. Um, so it's not only that what we sell is how we do it. 
Yeah, Amaya, you were going to add something to that? I just wanted to say that it's more than a reminder. We know how to segment the population based on their behavioral science and based on behavioral science and uh, clinical data. So we know exactly what to tell them and we know how to create the best strategy to convince them to activate them. And so last year you came out as part of the Global STL Health Summit. What was your experience like and what brings you back again this year? Um, so it was an amazing experience being here from Israel and being exposed to so many leading healthcare organizations in just one place in a single day, hearing what uh, we have to suggest, hearing from them their pain points and how we can help. Um, it's just so hard to get this um, exposure from Israel. So bringing us here, exposing us to all these companies, uh, leading companies, is, is actually, it's priceless uh, from our perspective. I think it's a bit more that these companies are very innovative. They're, they, they're open to new ideas, to new innovation, to startups. We're an early age, uh, early stage startup company, and we managed to find a, a partner to work with, and we actually did stuff that are amazing for our stage so we're very happy that we got this chance so you were able to you found a partner last uh, a st louis partner last year uh, can you disclose who that is or is it still secret yeah we can disclose it uh it's a blue cross blue shield of michigan not from uh, st louis yeah. uh we're working on a, a, a medicare uh, advantage project with them mm-hmm. uh, doing really really well uh targeting people uh, through our system um, and just giving people better care and better care services from our campaigns. So St. Louis was a gateway not to just these St. Louis companies, but to the United States market. You hooked up with a company from Michigan then. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this, in, in BioSTL, there are actually um, health organizations from five states, all of them from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Midwest area is very uh, special, uh, I think. You're, you're really visionary. So the, the, the organizations are really, really visionary because we had so many encounters with, with, with health organizations from many places. Just don't try to understand what we're doing. They are being hooked with buzzwords and trends yeah. and just saying, do you have an eye? You have, if you don't have AI, we're not interested. If you have AI, that's good. Yeah. And they don't really, so uh, the organization here really try to understand our value proposition, what we can uh, uh, bring to them, and really connect to, to the vision, which is very important for a startup. And uh, you're here for the second year. Uh, here, maybe it just has ambassadors or fans of this. What brought you back this second year? Oh, so actually we uh, were part of a success panel uh, in the conference. We presented without, uh, with our partners mm-hmm. our uh, mutual work, uh, why we think it was successful, what made this uh, collaboration uh, uh, work, and on the way we're meeting uh, some uh, more organizations uh, on the way. So what's next for your company? Uh, you know, you're, you're still an Israeli company. Uh, have you established a, much of a presence in the United States yet? Tell us about the horizon for you all. Yeah, great question. So, so currently we are uh, 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 extending our uh, uh, partnership program with uh, U.S. Uh, uh, customers. Um, we plan to start a U.S. presence uh, early next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in our Series A funding round and keep developing some new technologies. It's the most important thing. Well, having a Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan uh, 
in your in your uh, portfolio probably helps with the fundraise <laughs> i would imagine yes. yeah <laughs> definitely yeah definitely um but we want to do better yeah. and bigger and it's just a start maya and avatar from meadow ryan thank you both so much thank, thank you. you so much for thank you and thank you for joining us for this edition of Nothing Impossible from the Global STL Health Innovation Summit. And at the beautiful campus of Washington University in St. Louis. We'll be back next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.